You're listening to the 11th episode of the Scrubbing Unhappy podcast and the third episode in the segment Real Intercultural Couples. In this podcast, we remind you how to put one foot in front of the other in the moments when life serves you lemons. Say yes to happiness and take on even the most difficult days and still feel good while drinking your lemonade. I am Zuzana Mukumai and I'm a coach, mentor, journalist, wife, mom and former pessimist turned into believing that every challenge or setback can be a gift. I am a woman who wants to be happy. And I am dedicated to helping you feel happy too, even when life is like a roller coaster. Today, I am here with Laura. Laura has been in love with Indian culture since her childhood and has been running a forum about India for many years. She has been married to her Indian husband for over 17 years. Laura is also the founder of Ours Colorfully, the project for intercultural couples. Today, I have another amazing guest here in the series Real Intercultural Couples. Hello, Laura, and welcome so much to this interview. Hello, Zuzana. It's really nice meeting you today. So I'm a little bit uh, worried because I didn't talk <laughs> about this topic yet. Normally, I'm talking to different couples, so I'm very curious to share my story and to meet you today. Yeah. And I'm excited that you are actually here and I'm sure you are going to tell us soon what you are doing because as you said, you feature lots of different intercultural couples, but usually you are not the one on the camera. So I'm very excited that now I managed to put you in front of the camera and to share about your story. So if you can tell us a bit uh, more about yourself, uh, your uh, partner, where you will come from, where does he come from? I usually mention it in the beginning of interviews, but today I didn't, so I kind of wanted it to be surprised because I love the combination. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Laura, as you already mentioned, and I am originally from Russia, and my husband is from India. So since my childhood, I was very interested in Indian culture and it was my dream to go and visit India. But somehow I didn't have like like-minded people around. So I didn't have courage to go there alone. And uh, I met my husband via internet. So probably nowadays it's the most popular way of meeting your partner. And to be honest, we didn't really communicate so much and we didn't plan anything serious like many couples did. Probably they fell in love and eventually they met each other. So it wasn't uh, the same with us. And one day my husband decided to visit Russia, to visit Moscow. Someone told him that it's a very beautiful city. So he didn't know anyone except me. And I just offered him, okay, let's meet and I will show you around and my, I hope you will like it. And then we met. He came just for two days for the weekend. And when we met in Rio, we just talked about, just uh, discussed different things and something really happened. Just in two days, we already knew that we wanted to be together. Yeah, so it happened so unexpectedly. I couldn't imagine that I can decide to be with someone after two days. But uh, I really felt that, yes, he is the right person. And... Uh, Exactly in three months, we already got married, but in between he came like six, seven times uh, to meet me again. So we kind of knew each other pretty good during these three months. And then I moved to Belgium because my husband used to live in Europe for many years. And that's how it started. Yes. And since then I'm living in Europe. Now we are living in the Netherlands. 
with my family. We have two sons. So this is my story <laughs> in short. Yeah, no, it, it's amazing. And you see, I am smiling because it's uh, wonderful to hear these stories and especially then to see it lasted because uh, often we hear this criticism that when you are in love, you're from different culture, it doesn't work out. But uh, you met uh, after three months, you got married. Now you have been married for a number of years. You have two children. So it's amazing. Uh, and I, I love it. Thank and you. I've been married actually 17 years, more than 17 years. And yeah. I can't believe it myself because time just flew by. It's, it's just, I think when you are happy in your marriage, you don't really notice how fast time flew by. Yes. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I have this channel, because I think you will agree with me when we hear about intercultural couples in news or on internet, we always hear the negative stories. But I want to be showing the positive stories because nowhere on news you will you will see a headline: a Russian woman married for Indian man for 17 years. We don't see such, but the couples are there and it's working. So that's yeah, exactly. Uh, that's and people yeah. like uh, some, you know, some scandalic stories, <laughs> like something happened. Okay, it didn't work out, and people don't always appreciate happy love stories and. That's why I'm very happy to see so many wonderful couples from totally different backgrounds and they're together and they're happy and uh, they're together for many years. So mm -hmm. this is something really amazing. Yeah, uh, it, it, completely. I, I love it as well to see the different combinations, mixtures all over the world. And let me ask you, we, you, we can talk about your, your experience personally or also more generally, like because you have lots of experience with Indian culture. So um, Russia, India, it's uh, maybe not that far, some parts, but the cultures will be quite different. So what were the biggest uh, challenges uh, or cultural differences you encountered or because you know many other women who have also Indian partners, what is it what you hear most? Yes, for me, actually, I didn't face any challenges really or troubles or problems, you can say, because as I told you, since my childhood, I have been interested in Indian culture and I was reading a lot about this country i was learning the language i was watching uh, okay a lot of movies but okay what they show in the movies it's not a real life and uh, unfortunately many girls they think that okay their life in india would be something like an indian movie so her partner will love her forever and everything would be super nice and great but it's it's not always like that unfortunately and many girls they before they marry an Indian man, they don't know much about Indian culture. And I think it's a big mistake because, as you said, Indian culture and Russian culture are totally different. Uh, like for Indians, for example, it's normal to live in a big joint families. And for Russian women, uh, I can see that for them it's pretty difficult and they can't get along with their parents and all sometimes. And or they are not accepted by them because a lot of Indian parents, they don't want uh, like foreigner daughter-in-law and they will make a lot of troubles. That's why I think it's the biggest challenge for many couples to survive uh, like living all together. That's why most of them prefer to live separately. And if they live together, I know a lot of couples, they simply break up in the end because they couldn't tolerate this 
huge pressure from their parents and law and sometimes a lot of Indian men they try to change their foreigner wives they want them to be more like Indian they want to behave like Indian girls I don't understand why they marry a foreigner <laughs> because you shouldn't change your partner you should accept him her the way they are so there are a lot of stories like that and uh, from my experience I I had totally different story because as I mentioned my husband uh, is living abroad for many years already and of course person change uh, according to the country where he or her lives so he is not like uh, he and he's not from conservative indian family i think this is the most challenging thing if you marry someone from a conservative family and you have to deal every day with a lot of rituals a lot of traditions and you have to please your parents and law all the time to be good for them because you are not from the same society and I think it's pretty difficult for most of the girls that's why according to me the best thing if it's possible is to live actually in a third country because mm -hmm. uh, it's not for everyone I would say that I really love Indian culture but if I, if I have to live there I think there would be only maybe a few cities where I would feel really comfortable there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is really interesting. And I admit, I don't know so much about like Indian culture. Of course, I know we like few things about India, but not in depth. So in case there is a lady who uh, fell in love with an uh, Indian man from quite conservative family, and she's thinking to follow him to India, what would be your advice to her? Like how they can make their best to make the relationship work? I believe that before marry an Indian, you should at least learn something about Indian culture. Because if you don't know anything and you just blindly go to this country, I think it would be pretty difficult and there would be a lot of shocking things. I would say it's not only that you will not like something, that you might be really shocked about many things. So I would really recommend at least maybe to watch some programs about India, about Indian culture, about uh, about their families, how they live, uh, their lifestyle, everything together, food, everything, uh, kids, uh, because it can be also a problem in intercultural marriage about uh, how you are going uh, to bring up your kids, because which language you are going to speak. I know a lot of Indian husbands, they don't allow their wives to speak their mother tongue with uh, their kids, because he say, okay, they should speak only my language or English, whatever, but you shouldn't speak your mother tongue. And I think, of course, not everyone will accept that. So I would recommend uh, to, to talk before, before you get married, to talk, to discuss all these things. If you see that man uh, really wants you to change, that he wants you to be more Indian, I think this is something what should uh, really make you think if it's uh, really the right person. And uh, I would uh, really recommend to live maybe, it can be in the same city, but not in a big joint family, because I think mm -hmm. it's pretty difficult to live like that for most of the foreigners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that you said like uh, you should uh, really try to understand like what is the expectation of the man like of you as a future wife or the mother of uh, his kids. 
And I, I think I discussed it with somebody, uh, I think it was Denise, who is a parenting coach. She's from Philippines and she lives in Spain. I think it was her who said this, that sometimes like when uh, we talk about, let's say, family or love with somebody from different culture. And uh, for example, we both say, oh, I love kids. I would love to have kids. But it can mean something completely different for me saying it as I come from Europe, from Czech Republic. And the same sentence have a completely different meaning if it's, let's say, uh, Indian man or African man, for example. So I like that you pointed it out that it's kind of you should find out how your fu future partner or husband is perceiving this. Yes, Evan uh, like thinks like giving the name to the child. Many Indians would say we want only Indian name, but <laughs> of course for a foreigner woman, maybe she wants to give, uh, I don't know, the name of your father or something or combine them. Or It's like uh, a lot of things. Uh, like it's mm -hmm. Maybe for someone it's just a, it's nothing, it's not really serious issue, but I think it's better to discuss everything in advance before you mm -hmm. have any trouble or misunderstanding in future. Mm -hmm. And is there something specific, like in case uh, you are dating uh, Indian men, something specific, uh, how they go about relationships? Like uh, we have, uh, I think maybe you and me might have quite a similar perception what is relationship, but uh, when I realized that, for example, for my husband, some things are completely different. So how is it with Indian men? Is it something specific? like which kind of surprises uh, everybody when they enter the relationship with an Indian man? Yes, I would say that a lot of Indian men consider uh, Western women as an easy target. Yeah, let's be mm -hmm. honest. Yeah, They think that it's very easy to get a girlfriend from any Western country. So and uh, it's uh, not necessary that they will marry in the end. I think what show the, uh, that the man is serious if he tells his parents about you. At least with mm -hmm. Indian men, it's really, it's really important because a lot of them, they're very afraid of their parents and they hide the fact that they have some foreigner girlfriend and uh, he wants to marry her in future. And then in the end, when he tells his parents, uh, they say no. We don't agree with that, so you have to leave her. We already found a wife for you, so you have to marry this girl. And a lot of Indian men, I would say, they're kind of, how to call it, maybe weak, or they can't uh, go against their family. So mm -hmm. they agree with the fact, okay, that you don't allow me to marry her, okay, then I have to leave her. And not all of them have a courage to tell directly to the girl, okay, you know, that my parents don't agree that we marry and you will be my wife in future, so we have to break up or something. They simply disappear. Like a lot of stories like this, I know that they don't say anything. They simply disappear. Like okay, and you don't know what what is going on. Why mm -hmm. he was in love with me for a few years, everything was fine, and then all of a sudden he's not there anymore. So I think these things happen a lot uh, with Indian men. If we are talking about Indian men. I'm sure it's not the same probably with African men and with the other, like, uh, let's say, European men. They will not behave like that. They will just probably say directly that, okay, it won't work out, sorry, but uh, we can't be together anymore. But this happens a lot, I would say. Mm -hmm. I heard a lot of stories like this from my friends, and for them it was like a shock, like how, why, mm -hmm. why did it happen? Everything was fine perfect for many years it could be just for five six years 
So is there something else which uh, women should pay attention to? Like how, uh, because especially uh, because you said uh, you also met your husband online and many couples meet like that. I see those on this, like Instagram now that lots of couples say we met online. So like, how do you know that the other one is serious? Like you mentioned uh, if he introduced you to the parents, is there something else? Like what would be your tips around this? Like how do you know that you are not one of uh, 10 women he's chatting with yes uh i think also one thing if he is ready to visit you in your country if he will not start any goal okay let's meet okay somewhere maybe it's okay in a third country but if he is really inviting you to india to meet there for the first time and sometimes uh, they will not introduce you to the family when you arrive and that shows that uh, something might be not right because if man is serious he will surely come to visit you or at least organize you a trip somewhere else maybe some third country in between mm -hmm. where you can meet when you can uh, talk discuss different things like see each other a lot of indian men i would say for them it's very easy a little bit surprising for for you or for uh, others but it's very easy for them to say i love you they can tell you like in one day, okay, I love you, I want to marry you. <laughs> I think you should really believe these things. Uh, okay, I know that a lot of people fall in love on the internet. Uh, to be honest, I won't be able to do that because I think for me it was very important to see the person in real, how he is to interact with him. But many Indians, they don't really understand what is what is the difference between I love you and I like you. So for them, mm -hmm. friendship and love is something like <laughs> the same thing. And they can tell you, okay, I love you, I want to marry you. And I think, um, yeah, you shouldn't believe it. Like mm -hmm. if someone tells you like this without even meeting. So meeting, yes, is very important. And uh, you have to see, you have to tell the guy, okay, mm -hmm. you have to come to my country and we are going to meet there or we are going to meet somewhere else. This will show how serious he is, mm -hmm. at least. And if yeah. he is hiding you from the family again, like uh, you're already talking about something serious that uh, you're planning to be together, you're planning to build a family, and then uh, he's still uh, not ready to tell his parents about you, that is something what you mm -hmm. should really pay attention at because it, it's, it shows that something is wrong, that uh, yeah. uh, he's not ready, yes, uh, to tell his parents about you. Yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that. And I think these red flags are so important to talk about. Um, and I like since we are talking about the red flags, I need to ask you also like how like how is it like about concerning money? Because uh, in ca case like uh, of Africa, I always say one of the first red flags is also that the man expects you to pay things, which would never happen like in like a I would say serious relationship if uh, let's say my husband Zambian uh, with like fellow Zambian woman, the man would never ask the woman for money. It's the other way around. So if uh, I see uh, African men in the beginning of the relationship expecting the woman to pay for things, then I say it's a red flag. So how is it uh, concerning like money wise with men in India? Is it similar or it doesn't apply? No, I think if man is serious, he will never ask a woman to pay for anything. It's not like the same. I know that many girls are shocked about Europe, for example, that 
like uh, when you're dating an European man, uh, it's normal when you go to the restaurant or somewhere else that uh, half of the money paid by men mm-hmm. and half by women. So it's for Europeans, it's pretty normal. But mm-hmm. in India, it's not the case. In India, it's always the man who is earning money. And a lot of women, they are not working, most of them, I would say. So it's kind of not normal if men ask you to pay for something. No, they mm-hmm. won't do that. But uh, of course, if man is not serious, they can, uh, like I, I heard a lot of stories about African men, they ask some women online, just okay, send me money that I'm in trouble. It can happen also with Indian men, they can ask for money that, okay, that uh, like, I, I lost all my money, I need some money for my mother's operation. They also make up some stories, but you should be careful, really, because... Yeah, so so it's the same, like if an Indian man in the beginning of a relationship asks you to help him, then it's a red flag. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah the same be- in Africa, as you said, like here it's also not common, like to... Now it's changing with the younger generation that they share the bills. But generally, like if you go for a date, it's the man who pays the drinks, pays the dinner, pays your taxi back home. Uh, so it's very strange, like all these stories we hear like that. Oh, I'm in trouble. Please, can you send me some money? That usually means uh, something is not right. And yes, I think yes. it's important we keep mentioning that to avoid lots of pain and broken hearts. Yeah. And unfortunately, I can see that because of this type of people, uh, Okay, uh, let's say about Indian men. Indian men, they have like bad reputation that, okay, that they're cheaters, they can ask for money or something, they can really disappear, but there are really nice, genuine people and they're suffering because of that. I think yeah. that the same with African men, mm-hmm. like everyone put a stamp that, oh, like, like my, if the man is from Nigeria, for example, that means he's a cheater, he, he's only after money, but it's not the case. I see a lot of couples where husbands are from Nigeria and they're very happy together. So you cannot generalize that everyone is the same. Yeah, so of course, you have to use your brain if someone is asking, send me a few thousand euros, I, I need them urgently. You should use your brain. It can be anyone from any nationality do the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm happy you say that because my husband always say, like, because of these few people who do the scams, they scam women, then all of us then have bad image. And then exactly. we have to deal with the stereotypes which are like uh, created because of few individuals. And that brings me maybe to another question, which I was curious about, like how was a, or gen, either in your case or generally, like how is usually the perception of you as a Russian um, or like kind of European woman uh, dating Indian? Do you come across some like stereotypes or some misconception, what people think, what they tell you? Uh, yes, I think uh, Russian women don't always have good reputation abroad, especially in the Eastern world. I'm sure you probably heard yourself about, especially in Turkey or in Egypt. So they're famous for not behaving really good, let's say. And that's why I noticed one thing that uh, in, in India, many parents, they wouldn't like to have their daughter-in-law from Russia. They will make a lot of troubles, but if the woman is from like from America or from Australia or England, mm-hmm. any let's say a richer country, <laughs> then they don't make any problems. Even if the woman was married before, even if she's elder or have many kids, so it's no problem at all. But with Russian women, I think even in India, they probably 
know that it's not a very rich country to compare like to any western other western world yeah so they can create problems i, I don't know why because you again it's wrong to generalize everyone that all russians are bad or all i don't know whatever all indians are uh, bad or something like that so but i noticed i really noticed these things uh, like uh, that a lot of russian girls uh, suffered because uh, they were not accepted by the family mm-hmm. and they say okay that we don't want anyone from russia but <laughs> i think it's not right you should meet the person to see how he is it or she is it's it's not the right approach but yes uh, yeah no i agree and we talked about it in um, i think previous interview uh, i spoke with two german sisters one have italian and one has a venezuelan partner and they say the nice thing that uh, it's always helped that you see the person as a human being not as the nationality and the stereotypes yeah. associated with yeah. that and I, i like that you bring up that like lots of indian families they have a reservation about russian wives because often we talk about stereotypes about indian men or african men but there are stereotypes connected to every single country so one day so. you are the one like talking about stereotypes but the second day you are the one who uh, other people have stereotypes against and yeah. uh, it's it's good i think to realize this like to be kind of down to earth to realize that everything is relative because i know like i'm from czech republic but uh, when i worked and lived in italy for about three months long long time ago i was the girl from the eastern europe and it brought lots of lots of stereotypes so yes exactly. yes and i think it's a, it's a wrong approach to generalize people anyway because everyone is different I, i believe that there are only good and bad people for me other things don't really exist i don't care about nationality i don't care about religion if person is good i'm ready to talk i'm ready to make friends from different countries so it's it's not a problem yeah but there are a lot of stereotypes about different people unfortunately but we have yeah. to break them and show good examples yeah and since you you have been married 17 years so you said it passed very fast but uh, what do you think what was one like most important uh, for you and your partner to make the marriage work like uh, what was the what is the key to have the 17 year happy marriage Yeah, I think as I said earlier it's very important to talk. If you don't like something, if uh, you are not feeling comfortable about something, you shouldn't keep it inside yourself. You should talk to your partner, you should discuss these things because you just keep it uh, inside your heart and it will not uh, it will not work in a good way, I would say, because it, it, talking is a very important thing, especially in intercultural marriages where there are a lot of differences and uh, you you might not like something you might not accept something and it's very important to really accept each other because we are all different and if i if i would try to change my husband or if he would try to change me of course i wouldn't like it and i think it's not the right thing that means something is wrong yeah you are not accepting your partner the way he is so talking is very important uh, respect you should respect each other i know a lot of russian girls let's say mostly because uh, who are married to indian men and they don't like indian culture for example they will not allow their husbands to watch their movies or listen to the, to the music mm-hmm. or 
like I don't know, eat Indian food. And I think this is absolutely wrong. If you don't yeah. respect the culture of your partner, I think you should be together. You should it should be from both sides, of course. It's not that I should respect my husband's culture and should and he shouldn't do the same. Of course, it should come from both sides. And I think it's very important to respect each other and to learn about each other's cultures. It's also very important that yeah. I told in the beginning, there were some girls that don't know. They marry, for example, abroad, I would say, only with Indians or any, any other nationalities. And they don't know anything about the culture, about, about the religion of their husbands. They, and then uh, they are surprised why it is like that. For me, it's not normal, but for him, it's a completely normal thing. And it's very important to, I think, before you marry someone, at least uh, to ask your partner if you don't want to read the books or if you don't know, if you don't want to ask someone else, but at least ask your partner about how it is, how it is in his society, mm -hmm. what you should avoid, how, if you go to his country, what shouldn't you do, for example? Because mm -hmm. there are things like, how should you dress? Because if you go to India, you can't put some <laughs> some short skirt or something very open clothes and uh, people will simply think that you are not <laughs> a serious woman. Yeah, they will not like it. And of course, your husband would say, okay, uh, why did you dress like that? It's, it's not respectful in our society. So all these things you should learn, you should know before, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I was smiling at some point because, like, I think we also learn on the way. Uh, it was, I think, uh, two days ago, we were in a restaurant with my husband and he was something like um, ordering and I was standing next to him. He was sitting, I was standing because I was going somewhere and I touched his head and I saw that his reaction was not right. So after the waiter left, I was like, what happened? Like, uh, what was with touching head? And he was like, no, you don't do that. It's like for touching small boys on the head. And you see, it's even like after like uh, seven, almost seven years together, you still uh, find out new differences because for me, it was like I didn't even think about it. Uh, so it's kind of nice. And it really needs that mindset of like talking and asking and trying to understand. So thank you for saying that. And maybe one small follow-up question, because um, I don't know about Indian men. I know us women generally, we talk much more than men. And uh, the, the issue of communication, it, it really comes in every single interview I do. That is the most important thing. Yet men, sometimes they are not uh, used to talk about maybe sometimes the emotional things the more kind of intimate thing. So if you have if you have encountered this, uh, how the Indian men are uh, in relation if they talk a lot or it's difficult to make them share because also I think it's important if we need to communicate better, they need to open up as well. So how was it in your experience or what do you see from other couples? In general, Indian men, they're very talkative. I would say they, like, they really like gossiping like women and I never like this thing because they can just make up some story or just uh, it's not really good sometimes but okay my husband is a totally different person he doesn't like all these things like okay if if I want to share something if if something is troubling me I can always talk to him it's not a problem he will always support me he will understand what I what I'm trying to say, but uh, but again, he is not a typical Indian man because 
some of them really they just talk a lot that they don't really care sometimes so much about uh, like about uh, comfort of their wives i think because you know you probably heard that in indian society men is considered like as a god let's say and in many families uh, women are like uh, free uh, someone someone who is cleaning cooking for free yeah they really treat women like that and of course uh, uh, this is really bad I, I find it really bad in indian society because uh, women and men are not equal and uh, mm-hmm. it's important uh, I, I always say that if you want to marry an indian man i tell all my friends just be sure that person at least okay if uh, he is not living uh, abroad but at least that he went abroad and saw the real world that it's not only like in india it can be totally different and if he accepted if for him it's fine then it's good but if it's someone who never went outside of his country i think it's very difficult to live with a person like that i would say mm-hmm. especially if we are talking about indian men because they are they're very different yeah and uh, all this uh, and it will come up with time and maybe in the beginning they will try to change themselves or show themselves from the better side but uh, it will come up and uh, of course all these things if they don't respect uh, their wife you uh, it's it's very easy to understand because you can feel that he treats you how like a free housewife like who is doing everything at home and uh, he doesn't care about her feelings or how she feels how like if she really likes uh, to do all these things and many indian men will not allow their wives to work for example it's also a big problem for many women i think mm-hmm. because if you are used to work in your own country and if you come to your husband's country and then okay you want to to keep the same active type of life but uh, if your husband say okay no in my family no one ever worked so you have to sit at home and be housewife i think it's it's pretty difficult but uh, if we are talking about talking yes in my case uh, i can always rely on my husband we can always discuss anything and mm-hmm. he is a very supportive person yeah he never saying okay I, i don't want to talk about it it's not really important no because he knows something uh, i really want to talk about something that means that it's important for me at least mm. yeah it's it's interesting to see how the cultures are different like uh, i was thinking of the zambia like it's men are not used to bring up the emotions and uh, now my husband we talk but it took some time and it took like effort to to kind of Uh, get uh, this kind of support or also um, then you are talking of that like then Indian men they can talk even like a lot and another example came to my mind uh, one uh, lady who has a partner from Philippines so she was saying there the, the men are really brought up with lots of respect for uh, their mothers their sisters women in general and she then he said in the beginning of their relationship that every month I will bring you the flowers and he keeps doing it so it's kind of a nice story because i always joke like with a african husband i won't get flowers i will get exactly you should expect any flowers okay i'm not talking about myself because we are not living in india but in india it's not the case that your husband will bring you flowers all the time it's not in their culture it's not because it's not that they don't want it it's not in their culture 
And also yeah. one thing, Indian men can easily cry in front of women. I think for some women it was also shock. I, I knew one girl, she told me that my, my Indian boyfriend was crying in front of me. How How is it possible? Normally men should never show his tears. I said that uh, for Indian uh, person, it's pretty normal to cry if because they are very emotional people. <laughs> they are very emotional, very sensitive i would say it's very easy to hurt them yeah just by saying something so you you have to be careful yeah, this is also really interesting and uh, like i think the bottom line is that um it's we cannot judge if something is uh, negative or positive we just need to be curious about and try to find out like what is behind what comes from different culture and yeah, I think this was excellent ending. Uh, I, I love it. And uh, I hope it's useful for the women who are watching. And if you are watching and if you are curious about something, just post your comments below the video. I will do my best to respond, maybe Laura as well, under this video. And Laura, thank you so much. And I mentioned uh, earlier in the uh, interview uh, that you collect stories of lots of intercultural couples. So can you tell us a bit more about what you do and if somebody is interested in Indian culture, in intercultural relationship, where they can find you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, oh, he's so cute. Hello. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry for the interruption. No. <laughs> Yes, this is Laura. She is from Russia. Okay. Let me tell you how how did I start actually my project. Let's say I used to have a forum about India for many years, like for seventeen years now, and I really enjoyed communicating with different girls. I met a lot of friends, and this forum was very helpful to the girls who are going to marry an Indian or who were already in India and they couldn't find friends there, so they found friends to my site. And uh, when Instagram, okay, all these platforms appeared, like my forum became less popular and I was very upset about it. So everyone was telling me, you should close it. Maybe you should start something on Instagram since everyone is there. But I said, no, I don't want to close it because I have so much information there. It's uh, such a, it's uh, like would be a really bad thing to do to close it and lose all this information. So I still have my site and I still invite people there who is interested in Eastern culture, not only Indian, Eastern culture in general. And one day I, I had an idea, like, uh, why not to organize, like, interviews with different intercultural couples? And first I was thinking, let's do it with wives of Indians, because I'm married to an Indian, so it would be kind of easier, and I knew a lot of girls. But then I thought, why only Indians? It's like, it would be so interesting to know different people from different cultures, from different countries. Let's just talk to everyone. And then I was looking for people who are in, in intercultural relations, so I was kind of talking to them, organizing meetings on Instagram. And I learned so much about different countries because I haven't been, I, okay, I traveled mainly in Europe and some Asian countries, but I haven't been to Africa, I haven't been to Latin America, and the cultures are so different. So it was so interesting for me. So I was just, uh, I, I can't really stop. I really enjoy what I'm doing. And later on, I just got an idea about why not to feature different couples and show their stories, because not everyone was agree 
to share it like personally to meet me personally and then i started also featuring different couples on my profile and i'm still doing it and my last project i really it was my dream for many years i really want to help uh, people Uh, who didn't find their soulmates yet mm-hmm. to find their true love so i started a new project i'm also organizing interviews with all the candidates who are looking for their love it can be any country but somehow i'm contacted mainly by indians because mm-hmm. <laughs> they just find me but no, i'm ready to go to my last project yeah and i try to find the right i actually try to find really serious people not someone who just want to Uh, okay to find a girlfriend for some time but only people who are serious uh, who really wants to marry and it's kind of difficult things but i really enjoying to talk to the candidates as well because i could see this is the best way to understand if person is serious or not i just see the guy or a woman and uh, the way she talks please explain what Yeah, so this is the three main things I'm doing in my account on Instagram. And yeah, I, really... I will put the link to your account under the video. And yeah, it's really interesting. And I also love like the way we meet online also as I do the interview as you like, as uh, I love like you learn so much about different cultures, about different couples. So I completely agree with you that this is the exciting thing actually to be learning. And I have never been in India. I have never been in Russia if I don't count the airport in Moscow when I was flying to Mongolia. So it's it's really interesting and I will put the link um, under this video so everybody who is watching and is interested can find you. And thank, thank you so much Laura uh, for accepting my invitation. Sorry about the interruption. <laughs> I no, hope you no problem at all. It was really nice to meet you. Yeah, you just told me that I should stop making noise, so I think it's time uh, we end here. Thank you so much again, and um, if anybody has questions, please let us know in the comments. Yes, and I would like to thank you to invite me today. It was really a pleasure for me to talk to you because I have never been to Africa. It's really my dream, and I hope we can talk with you as well, and you can share your experience. So I will ask you questions. Yes, I will look forward. Yes, thank you, and have a wonderful afternoon. Yes, have a wonderful afternoon as well. I truly hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Whether you were looking for inspiration on how to improve your own relationship or for tips on how to create and nurture new relationship with a man from different culture than yours. Tune in for more real interculture couple episodes. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you could leave a review because that would be an amazing help so we can spread the word about more women so they can too decide to screw being unhappy and, and create the life they desire. Quick guidance how to do this will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening in today and let's say together, screw being unhappy. Let's say that every single day, especially when life is hard, because happiness is our choice. So let's screw being unhappy and say yes to happiness. Let's go and let's do it. Until next time, with love, Zuzana.